Good evening, everyone. Edwin Lee Raymer is here with you right now. Again, that's me for another Sunday night edition of the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. My uh, co-host, as always, is the great Mr. Murfreesboro, a.k.a. Bill Wilson. As you, some of you know him, most of you now know him as Mr. Murfreesboro. And he's got something he's going to share with you here that he's had uh, had made. And uh, very, uh, excuse us, we're letting Mariah in right now. Mariah Phillips is our guest tonight. <laughs> And uh, she's going to be here. She's running for a congressional seat in, uh, I think it's District 37. She'll correct me, out, correct me against uh, Mr. Baum, who's in there. He's, he's a one-time incumbent. And uh, you may know of Mariah. She ran, uh, uh, unfortunately, unsuccessfully last uh, two years ago for congressional seat against Scott J. Zerlay. But uh, she's going to get in here. We're going to get her on the air and get her seated here in just a few minutes. And, uh, you know, we'll get started. And uh, Bill's got something really special to share with you. I think you'll like this, okay? But for now, my name is Edwin Lee Raymer, and yes, I'm still a private investigator. Welcome aboard. into the Edmund Lee Raymer Show with your host, Ed Raymer. Taking your phone calls and text messages at 615-893-1450 on the Edmund Lee Raymer Show. And that's a little stiff upper lip for you from ACDC. And this is Edwin Lee Raymer's show. I'm your host, Ed Raymer. We're glad to have you with us. This show is produced at studios of WGNS AM, 1450, 100.5, 101.1, 101.9 FM, right here in the heart of the great state of Murfreesboro. Great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And Mariah will be very happy if I learn to speak before the show's over. You can reach us tonight with your questions, comments, ideas, or text to the phone number of 615-893-1450. And Mariah is going to take your questions, okay? 615-893-1450. And you can also send a text to that number, as I said. Dalton will be glad to read it for you over there. For those of you who do not wish to go on there and be heard live, my co-host, as you all know, is Mr. Murfreesboro, Bill Wilson. Our guest is Miss Mariah Phillips. Congressional candidate for uh, District 37. State House candidate. State House candidate. And you can also listen to us via the internet at WGNSradio.com and Facebook at The Ebony Raymer Show on WGNS. You can also watch us, as my wife does, on Bill's page, Mr. Murfreesboro. She's used to watching that, as most of you do, I think. And uh, as always, you can uh, download the uh, WGNS app. And take WGNS with you wherever you go and listen whenever you wish, okay? And uh, Stephen Reynolds has got, got his show going on. Uh, 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 Angela Bingham is on at 6 o'clock in the evening here on Sundays uh, on Simplicity. And, um, but, uh, you know, and a lot of other good shows. Jason Qualls is on every afternoon, financial coaching, uh, uh, and does a great job. He's on at 4 o'clock, just about 4 o'clock every afternoon. And you got to bear with the station. We're all trying to bear with this thing, this COVID nineteen. We've had a few changes, whatever. Bill Wilson, how are you doing? What's I'm doing going on? Great. I want you to get this over with. Yeah. Show them what you've you've invested. We've got, <laughs> we've got a bobblehead. I've had a lot of fans say you need to get a bobblehead. So I finally you've got a broke down, head, Bill. And believe it or not, it was made in China. 
<laughs> which Thanks. is fun. Uh, but anyway, I thought the re- we've got a lady up here running for the state house in Europe. <laughs> Let's Why get it closer find, to the camera. Can't you get somebody in the state of Tennessee I, to make that for you? <laughs> Meredith, bring those jobs sh- back home. Yeah, I should have let Meredith do it instead of me doing it. Meredith but, uh, doesn't have time to do. Things I know. Like I'm telling that. you, Meredith takes care of all your other mistakes. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> Bless her heart, Meredith yeah. Thomas. Hey, Meredith, if you're listening. Girl from a fine, young lady from a fine, she called her yes. a girl. She's a fine woman She's from a, a fine family. Mariah Phillips is with us. And Mariah, you've jumped from the frying pan to the fire once again, or from the fire to the frying pan one more time. Absolutely. Just can't get enough of it, can you? Well, you know, it, there's still a lot of good work to do. Um, you know, when I ran for U.S. Congress in 2018, I definitely felt that I was doing it for the right reasons. The people sure. of Tennessee need um, leaders who are going to stand up and speak out for them. I didn't win that race, but we moved right. the needle quite a bit here in Rutherford County. And so I figured, you know what? I can fight for the same things that I care about, education, sure. health care, um, the working people here of, of Rutherford County. And I can do it in the state house where we need just as much help. Sure, sure. I mean, and you know, I've said this too, uh, and I stole this from someone on one of the major news networks. You know, one thing politicians with state and local governments don't have that, that federal people do, you don't have the ability the ability to print money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're at the behest of the powers that be that are up the road in, in D.C. So you got to learn how to manage and how to budget and, yep. and get a go along and get along with everybody else. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know. Uh, how's it going? How do you feel about it? Actually, I feel really good. You know, um, I launched the campaign uh, kind of at an odd time. I was waiting for the presidential primaries to uh, to end before right. I really launched, which meant that the beginning of March was the launch of my campaign. And I don't know if you know right. what happened in March, but uh, we kind of shut everything down and went right. into an international pandemic and right. uh, people started losing their jobs. I'm talking about COVID, yeah. yeah. So we, um, the state of Tennessee, Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, specifically everything really shut down. So our launch True. event um, actually was supposed to happen, uh, I think it was March 15th. And uh, by that time, the restaurants that we're going to, the people that were wanted to attend, they all kind of bowed down. Yeah, so so um, so we used the time when we were all isolated at home to reach out to the other people that were isolated right. at home yeah. and really make a lot of connections and build, continue to build relationships based on the ones that I established in 2018. Sure, and which is plenty. There's yes. a lot out there. And <laughs> yes. Yeah, and um, you know it has. But the bottom line about this is affected everyone. Yes. It's not just you being a democrat or charlie being a republican or, or whatever yeah. i mean it's it's everybody absolutely it's if you're breathing yeah. yeah so yeah. um and bill but now bill bill of course in the real estate business um are you start showing any houses virtual i mean it's not no not right, right now I, you don't do much uh-uh. of that i, but mean, I know, I know, pe- I know people i know there are real estate companies out there right that's what they do is everything's virtual Right. They go in, like their clients in California or wherever or here, and they'll go t- to the house, and they'll do a tour, 
and they've got a app where now mariah is yeah. your your group utilizing this this technology to any i'm surely you are social yeah, media we've, we've had a couple of virtual uh fundraising events and mm-hmm. virtual town hall type events where people can come you know come and answer questions we have a we have a weekly show called mondays with mariah where people come in and right. um talk about pressing issues you know of the day and uh, so that's been going on for several months now and um so yeah we, we've definitely been using the virtual world one of the greatest things that I think has come out of the the COVID situation um, is the fact that we have become much more creative in how right. to reach out. Yeah, um, right. Business owners, small business owners specifically, have had to really make decisions in altering how they do business to right. connect to their customers. And I've heard some really, you know, uh, interesting and exciting stories about things that I think that will carry forward once. Yeah, I think they're. Gonna, I think up. they're here to stay. Yeah. Yeah, I think they really are. And uh, you know, um, I know your husband's in the music business. Yeah. Now they say he's probably been at home the last. He has been at home, and so yeah. so he has been one of the people that has been yeah. adversely affected. The artist that he works with, Brett Eldridge, is um, actually had dropped a new album again in March so their plan wow. was to spend the entire summer touring and promoting that right. album and um, so that of course is, isn't happening well so. and he travels a lot Derek travels a lot he, he he usually he used, travels. He was on well, Jimmy uh, Fallon the other night. He, well, it was about a month ago. I was like, dude, Derek. He was, and actually, he, he was on the, was Today, show on the Friday, Today Show. The Today Show I didn't on see Friday. That. Well, it, he I was on the, that. but he was on virtual, but yeah. still, he was on. Uh, it right. was Jimmy I mean, Fallon. Well, but that this may be a thing that that stays with us. Yeah. I mean, well, let, yeah, because it is a way to utilize talent that normally couldn't make a long trip to New York or Los Angeles or to Nashville or whatever yeah. the case might be. So, um, but uh, you know, it's 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 here. It's here now. It's here to stay, and yeah. it doesn't look like it's, it's certainly not going away. Yeah. So uh, uh, now, what was the percentage of votes you carried in your last election, congressional? I know it has no bearing on this, but it was so good in yeah. Here in so Rutherford in County. in uh, which was your first time, right? Oh, uh, the first time that I ran for okay. office, I decided right. to jump right in and run for U.S. Congress. Why not? Because why not? Yeah. I was a U.S. government teacher. I figured I'd teach them how to do it, um, and I would have too if I had gotten elected. But um, unfortunately, I didn't. Uh, I didn't win that race. Um, we ended up with about thirty-seven percent of the vote district-wide, which is not. Um, you know, not really what I wanted to see, but we did move the needle quite a bit here in Rutherford County. Right. And so uh, in Rutherford County overall, we got about 43% of the vote. And then, okay. um, but in the State House District that I'm running in, I actually got 47% of the vote. Bredesen got 48% of the vote. So I know that the people in the district, right. in District 37, mm-hmm support my values and you know that there's it's a lot more purple than sometimes we feel since all our elected officials are republicans yeah it seems it tends to get overlooked okay yeah we're gonna go to uh mariah phillips has been good enough to uh stop in and join us amidst a very busy campaign even though COVID 19 is still much in play uh the mask mandate by the way has been put back into effect by mayor ketron yes so um I'm sorry, Mayor. Mine is down in the car. And to Bart and to your dad, um, Dalton, tell them I'll, I'll bring it up next time. But there's a table full of them out in the, in the waiting area. Mariah's been good enough to be with us. This is my co-host, Mr. Bill Wilson, Mr. Murfreesboro, with his bobblehead here. And we're going to have some fun with that. And we're going to go to our first series of breaks. Dalton, if you'll do that for us. This is the Emily Ramer Show. We'll be right back with you. Stay with us. 
You know, I wanted to take just a minute and tell you about one of our finer restaurants here in town. That's Zao's Hibachi and Sushi Grill. Now, they are located out of Highway 231. That's Memorial Boulevard. Go out on past Adams Place. Go right up past Walmart and to the left. Take your next stoplight. That's Wendellwood Drive. 149 Wendellwood Drive, Suite B5. They're in the Sprout Shopping Center. This is one of the most unique restaurants you will ever eat at. Appetizers, extensive menus, soups, salad sushi starters but the biggest thing that you'll enjoy is the show on the hibachi grills now mark has set up four of these grills and these chefs are second to none uh the food very reasonably priced and if you got the kids with you a date with you they will show you a good time that's zao's hibachi and sushi grill 145 Wendellwood drive here in murfreesboro Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murfield Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Murfield Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. somebody or do you yourself have storm damage on your house? Well, let me tell you about a locally owned business who you can call. Oakstone Builders, LLC. They specialize in commercial and residential construction, remodel, and insurance work such as storms, floods, and fire. You can reach them at 931-488-5967. That's 931-488-5967. Or you can walk on in at 3173 South Church Street here in Murfreesboro. Once again, that's 931 488 Ronna McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. During her 29-year tenure, she's won multiple awards for being a top producer. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DNJ Ruthie Awards. She's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203, or reach her at 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyronda.com. Thanks for tuning in, and when you get ready to buy or sell real estate, give the Thomas Wilson team with Parks a call at 615-406-5872. We've been in the real estate business for over 25 years and have helped over a 1,000 families with their real estate needs, and we'd love the opportunity to serve you and your families. This is Bill Wilson with the Thomas Wilson team at Parks here in Murfreesboro. Give us a call. We will not disappoint. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Hello everyone, it's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, 
or if you need someone full of fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. I'm Leah, the Bond Girl and owner of Grumpy's Bail Bonds, now serving 24 Middle Tennessee counties. Sometimes bad things really do happen to good people. And if you find yourself in jail needing bail, Grumpy's Bail Bonds is here for you. We'll get you out of jail with the fastest, friendliest, most affordable service. I guarantee you'll be happy when you call Grumpy's, 877-GRUMPY'S, or go to my website at grumpysbailbonds.com. Welcome back to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show with your host, Ed Raymer. Let's get back to the program. We are back, and we have a caller on the line for Mariah. Mariah Phillips here, I believe. Hello, caller. Are you there? Yes, sir. How you doing? Hey, doing fine. Is this Jeff? Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm oh, fine, Jeff. Jeff, I, I you're talking to, ask, to Mariah, Mariah I Phillips. Ask, I just want to ask Mariah a couple questions. Mariah, I was reading today in the paper where it, it said that Tennessee, with this, all this COVID stuff, was would, would, um, was going to lose around $10 million in tourism cost. We, do you think that, um, I don't know when, when all this is going to be over and everybody's talking about a vaccine by the end of the year and all that kind of thing. Um, how long do you think it will take for, for, for a state like ours to recoup, recoup that money or get some of it back? And then also, kind of what, what do you think are the main issues in the state? I know they had that special session a while ago, and they uh, they kind of get a, did a felony with all the protests that was out front of the Capitol. About the, about one, one of the big things is about the bus in the, in the state Capitol of Dayton Bedford Forest. And some other things, but this way, if you what you do get elected, what are some of the main issues that you want to bring to the state house as far as what the state? Because the state of Tennessee is one of the best fiscally run states in the country with the balanced budget men we women we have. And I'll just hang up and listen, and uh, I enjoy y'all show. And Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, we were Go actually ahead, just talking about um, you know when this mask mandate and mask mandate has been extended. Um, since we've put the mask mandate in place in Rutherford County, we've seen our levels start to slow, although they're still continuing to to grow. But um, you know, I think the the more that people follow the guidelines, the right. sooner we'll be past this. Um, and one of the that article that you're referring to, I think it was primarily focused on tourism industry in Middle Tennessee. And, uh, you know, my husband's a musician, and so that's something right. that is near and dear to my heart. Um, right. um, and, you know, again, until we can get the... Um, Nationwide, I really do believe until we can get some of these uh, n- numbers, you know, in control, right. it's going to be hard for tur- tourism everywhere. And now, na- sure. you know, Nashville, Middle Tennessee is primarily driven by the tourism industry. We have that great big convention center downtown sure. that was built it, to that's what it was thousands built of people. for that. Yeah, and um, and I've gone to plenty of conferences there, and I know it's made a lot sure. of money for our our, uh, our state. Um, and so until we can get until we can get a handle on getting those numbers to really roll down, um, and that's going to require mask mandates, that's going to require conti- continuing social distance. I think it's going to be hard for the tourism industry to be able to bounce back. But you know, I think a lot of people that are being conscientious and considerate yeah. of others, you know, I, I go out to eat to places that have um, mask re- requirements for their employees and their right. um, 
and their customers, you know, try to eat outside when I can because I want to encourage the economy to continue to build. I, you know, order out whenever I can to try to help support um, local restaurants and small businesses, uh, shop locally whenever I can as well. Um, And those are the types of things that are going to help to build our economy back. Um, But just being conscientious about um, how we can do that safely. Um, And so, boy, I wish I could have a date for you, Jeff, (laughs) when that would turn around. Yeah, that would be nice for Um, all of you. You don't want to start, restart, start, restart. Yeah, we, we can't continue to start and then restart again you know and i think so i think it was wise of the mayor to extend the mask mandate and in terms of the um the special session that the state had um recently they addressed a lot of things that unfortunately were not priorities uh for our state um you had mentioned the the protesters um as being the one of the primary issues that they spoke about that was an unnecessary uh, move for them to make and it's going to cost our state millions of dollars in legal fees as it continues to move through the court system because that, it will be challenged. Is that I don't mean to interrupt. Is that where it's a felony, a class for them yeah. to stay down? Yes, for them to camp on if state property. If you're going to be in politics, you're going to have protesters. Yeah. That's just part of it. And, you know, according to our First Amendment right, we have yeah. the right to, pro- to peacefully yeah. protest, as they now, were. Not, not break out windows, knock down doors. Absolutely, but, you and know, I'm completely you can't against do that. that but, yeah. but, you know, some protest is... Is good. It's the way change has always been made in this in this country. It has, and and there's one group of people just refuse to they, they refuse to acknowledge it. They yeah. know it's the truth. Yeah, they just refuse to acknowledge it. So you when know. you when you talk about the biggest issues that our state really needs to, to face, it's the fact that uh, right now um, unemployment rate in Tennessee remains over nine percent. Um, that means uh, three hundred thousand Tennesseans have not yet received their unemployment benefits, and so there's mm. still a backlog in unemployment claims. And so now you're looking at We've been, what, four or five months um, into this crisis. If you've not received unemployment um, and you have been unemployed during that time, you're in trouble trouble because you have rent to pay or a mortgage to pay. You have, you know, you have food food to eat, you know, children to clothe. Well, I saw today, not to interrupt, I'm going to do while I'm thinking about this. We were just watching the news on Channel 5 this evening before it came up here and uh, NES has uh, like 120 days back. It's like maybe, a, and I may be wrong here, I look at the report and you can see it at 10 o'clock news, uh, a fourth to a third of its people. Hmm. A bunch. Yeah. Have not been able to pay their bills. The, the, the head of, the, of NES says more than they've ever seen before. Yeah. 120 days, that's uh, four months. We yeah. haven't seen the aftermath. I mean, even if they got I know. a cure today, it's... If it's cured I mean, today, I, want, I want there to be a cure vaccine like right now. Yeah. Um, well, I, so there's a lot of people else. that are not going to take that vaccine, right? I think it, you've got to take your time. We need more Jonas Salks in the world, you know? Oh, uh, we were just talking po- about that. Polio. Yeah. Um, tell us where District 37 is. Give us a picture yes. in our minds. Yeah, and so, our listeners would like to know, where is District 37? Sure. So District 37 is basically the northwest part of Rutherford County. So, um, so <laughs> if you're looking... Um, Siegel High School area right. is in the district, so a lot of times you, I reference it by the schools. Memorial right? so, Boulevard, which um, way? So, uh, if you are to the west of Memorial Boulevard, so um, for those of you who are left or right, <laughs> well, if you're heading north to Lebanon, you're it's on the left. Okay. So, if you're on the Sportscom side, that is not the district. But if you're on the uh, um, the Sprout side, that is Sprouts. the district. I was okay. trying to think of what else is on that side, Kroger, but there's Krogers everywhere. Do you cover Blackman? 
Um, so the way that the lines are drawn, there are actually parts of Blackman High School area that is in the district, right off of John Rice, that, that area right. down there is in the district. Right. And so, um, but it's typically, most of it is in the northwest part. So you're looking at the northern part of Smyrna, northern part of Laverne, um, also all the way up to Davidson County, right. and then um, north uh, northwest Murfreesboro, kind of that gotcha. corner there. Okay. Yeah. Where the new Costco's going, right? No, no the new got cut out. The, the new Costco is going in District 34, which is um, over there off of New Salem, and that's not in the district. Okay, 34 district. is Brian Terry. Is it, is it, 34 is, it is Tim, uh, Tim Rudd. Tim Rudd. Yeah. Okay. Tim Rudd. Okay. Um, so you're looking at you're looking at a big district. It's a pretty big district. Yeah, it's pretty. But luckily, because of the work I did in 2018, you know, I do have a lot of connections, mm-hmm. a lot of relationships that I've built, and I continue to build on. Um, you know, in in the sure. next uh, the next couple of months, we have about nine weeks left till this election, and uh, we're doing everything yeah. we can to connect to voters. Bill, did we find out from? Did you find out, uh, first first early voting starts the 23rd of October? Is it 23rd? I believe so. I believe so. Something. Do you know, Mariah? Are you sure? I should yet? know, but I, 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 I should know. I think it's, it's around there. Find out because we'll close in on it before you <laughs> we know. We should it. know. Yeah, it's coming. Ed, up. You're supposed to know. I you're know. The host. I We're should know that. Actually, to, I know, uh, but, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I, I have more recent, more current dates in my head. That's you know, that's whole. That's whole where a lot of now. your people vote these days. I mean, early voting. Early voting. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So early voting. You know, absentee ballots are also a big part of the conversation this cycle because of COVID. People were allowed to vote absentee during the primary, but they're not allowed to during the general, um, which is unfortunate because there are still people that are afraid to kind of go out and into those crowds. I, st- I talk to people on the phone every day who have not re- left their house since. Well, yeah. I'm going to yeah. tell you, I early voted in the primaries and there's no problem. Everybody that's working there is using protection. They've got masks. Uh, I mean, you have no problems there. Yeah. And generally, I was in there, I think it was, and when I left, I think there was one other lady coming in. I mean, you can do this. I mean, don't use that as an excuse. Oh, I've got to stay here. I've got to be, well, you know. All right, people, I, I understand. But the, 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 the election people are doing their job. The election commission has done masks, a great have, job of uh, uh, keeping the, the, the people protected. Shields up and everything. Yeah, you're not you're not going to hurt yourself. And when you go right. in, they actually give you a glove. Um, exactly. They give you a glove to a put um, <laughs> on your hand. It's the same glove that you, the same hand that you're going to sign your name with, and the same hand they tell you to push the button with. And so that glove, then there's trash cans for you to take them off and dispose of them right as you leave. So um, it's just a, a good way to um continue to keep everyone safe you know of all the years i've been voting they've always done that with me i wonder why they did that well just with me. <laughs> that's, that's tmi that's a, i was buddy. the only one to say mr raymer will you come over here please we need you to wear this glove <laughs> thank you do some we dna test <laughs> okay well you know, i, I just want to throw that in child I support <laughs> <laughs> so kind of going back to Jeff's question a minute ago, he, and right. what are some of the other um, important issues? Right. You know, education is always a huge issue in every election cycle, and this one's no different. Right. Um, the compounded issues of... Because um, you are a teacher. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So high school teacher and um, teach U.S. government personal finance. So uh, Jeff had mentioned the balanced budget amendment, which is really important to our state, and it's something that I support as a personal finance teacher i want my students sure. to know how to balance their budget i balance my budget my husband and i do that and and i think it's important that our state does that as That's well right. 
Um, so, um, but education is a huge piece of the conversation and public schools, um, I think, in light of COVID has have become even more important to the conversation because of um, just the conversation about how to reopen our schools. Yeah. And, you know, I, I made the decision, I have one child left in um, public schools. Okay, All the rest right. of my kids have graduated. But so my, my son is in the eighth grade right. and we made the choice actually this cycle to keep him home because my husband's home he usually travels a lot he's right, not right. so my husband is actually making sure he gets up in the morning and does his his uh, school work um, and so they make him stay on the computer and, and log into class for the entire school day for the seven hours so he's homeschool he or is virtual he is distance learning but he's getting all of his instruction from his teachers at school i'm just mad because we didn't have that when i was a kid right ain't no way I would, man I, but i couldn't I run away i couldn't run away no. see what i'm saying no, i wouldn't couldn't. have been disciplined go to your room it, it's no. it's tough but um but i i do you know, I wish that he could be in the classroom, but I just figured that's one less body to be bumping elbows in the hallway and, and uh, you know, one less potential, you know, student to take up a seat in the classroom. And so until we can really get this under control, yeah. we made that decision for our family because not every family can make that decision. There's sure. a lot of pressure on teachers. Yes. Seems like a lot. Well, there are because they got to go home to their families. Prepare, I do mean, this, do that. You know, and... This has not been an easy situation Mm-mm. for anybody. No. And uh, the thing we were watching earlier, too, again on, on, on uh, Channel 5, it was Channel 5 News, um, uh, out of Nashville, and uh, the uh, buses, the lady, one lady in one particular county, I forget which county it was, carrying only a third mm-hmm. of the students they would normally carry. Yeah. Now, I want to tell you something. I've told this on this, on this place, this, this show before. Um, I saw one of our buses in this county stop at one apartment complex one afternoon. And, of course, you stop for the school buses. Kids get off. I never seen so many kids get off a bus in my life. Mm. This is back several months ago before all this started. Yeah, yeah. Last year, I guess. I said, this is one bus, one stop at one apartment complex in this county. Now, this is going on all over Rutherford County. Yeah. Here, Eagleville, Smyrna, Laverne. Oh, yeah. Uh, all over, everywhere. It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. It is a. That's a bunch of kids. Yeah, it's a bunch. Well, that's why they start picking the kids up at about six in the morning. Yeah, I mean, we've got a bunch of young people in this in this county. What's the count now, on students? Do you know? Was it forty seven? Forty seven thousands. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the total. The it's total a count. Bunch. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a big responsibility. Yeah, I think it's for around forty thousand. Because I think nineteen thousand um, for the administrative. To distance, yeah, distance for the administrative. And staff, that's just for the everybody. county schools. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, our hearts are with you, leaders. If you're doing this thing, I mean, I know this is, you know, you're having to undertake some of these, make these decisions that a lot of people don't want to make. You know? Absolutely. If we get Dalton in here, we're going to go to a break. Give Mariah a break here. Let her get a glass of water, or a cup of coffee, or something. And, uh, you know, you're here with me, Emily Raymer. Mariah Phillips has been good enough to join us uh, here. She's congressional candidate for the 37th District here in uh, Rutherford County, here for the State House in Congress here in uh, the great state of Tennessee. Mr. Murfreesboro, Mr. Bobblehead himself, Bill Wilson, is here. And we'll be back right after this. Dalton Barrett's on the board. Stay with us, folks.
You know, I wanted to take just a minute and tell you about one of our finer restaurants here in town. That's Zao's Hibachi and Sushi Grill. Now, they are located out Highway 231. That's Memorial Boulevard. Go out on past Adams Place. Go right up past Walmart and to the left, take your next stoplight. That's Wendellwood Drive. 149 Wendellwood Drive, Suite B5. They're in the Sprout Shopping Center. This is one of the most unique restaurants you will ever eat at. Appetizers, extensive menus, soups, salad sushi starters but the biggest thing that you'll enjoy is the show on the hibachi grills now mark has set up four of these grills and these chefs are second to none uh, the food very reasonably priced and if you got the kids with you a date with you they will show you a good time that's zao's hibachi and sushi grill 145 Wendellwood drive here in murfreesboro Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Mafia Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Northfield Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. know somebody or do you yourself have storm damage on your house? Well, let me tell you about a locally owned business who you can call. Oakstone Builders, LLC. They specialize in commercial and residential construction, remodel, and insurance work such as storms, floods, and fire. You can reach them at 931-488-5967. That's 931-488-5967. Or you can walk on in at 3173 South Church Street here in Murfreesboro. Once again, that's 931 488 Five nine six seven. Ronna McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. During her 29-year tenure, she's won multiple awards for being a top producer. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DNJ Ruthie Awards. She's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203, or reach her at 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyronda.com. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Welcome back to the Evelyn Lee Raymer Show with your host, Ed Raymer. Let's get back to the program. And we're back with you, Mr. Murphy, Bill Wilson. I am congressional candidate for the 37th seat in the House of Representatives. I was corrected going in the break, rightfully so. Good job. Ryan Phillips is here with us. And Bill, give us one more shot of that beautiful creation you've got well, there. Well, this is really something you just ask him a question he always says yes right? <laughs> hey uh, who are you gonna vote for you gonna vote for mariah yeah sure <laughs> bill can you give me a, ca- a campaign contribution yes yeah. yeah there you go i like it you i like, like it. that never says no all right 
That's funny. All right. Uh, <laughs> Mariah, we're going to talk a bit about health care, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, going back now, this goes back to the Haslam administration and before Governor Lee got here. Yeah. The money for the uh, ten care patients, the yes. uh, extension, whatever. It, well, I forget now. Medicaid expansion. Medicaid expansion. Is the, there you yeah, go. The term. Where does that stand now? And, and give us your feelings on that, if you could, please. Yeah. So, um, so as you referenced, uh, Governor Haslam, when he was in charge, wanted to expand Medicaid, and the Republicans at the time. Um, decided that they didn't want to do that. They rejected the money. And so right now we continue to be in a, in a situation where we are in a health pandemic yeah, and crisis. Uh, a crisis, and we <laughs> still have over 300,000 people uninsured in the state of Tennessee. Medicaid expansion, what it would do was it would provide small business owners or working families whose jobs don't offer health care Right. to be able to have the health care that they need to take care of their families. Right. And so for a small business owner um, who is trying to make it on their own um, and possibly help a, a staff of people um, pay their bills through their em- employment, um, Medicaid expansion would really help in a situation like that. And so because the state of Tennessee has refused to expand Medicaid, we have lost $1.4 billion in federal funding. And they estimate $900 million in wages that would have been created if uh, through the job creation by having um, expanded Medicaid. And so with the loss of health care workers, we've closed 10 hospitals across the state. Rural hospitals. Rural. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And if you think about how, how the loss of a rural hospital impacts us here in Rutherford County, where we have really great hospital systems. More people die. Because our lines are longer. Yeah. Because our wait times grow. Well, and of course, we have this big, new, beautiful new hospital. Mm-hmm. And, well, they can just go to Murfreesboro. It's not a problem. That's a bigger hospital. Well, they're just about at capacity now, and especially yeah. since this mess started with the, the COVID-19. Right. So right. everybody's been, kind of been in a big hoopla. Yeah, so 65% of Tennesseans want to expand Medicaid. And in fact, across the country, they have seen where, where states allow ballot initiatives for Medicaid expansion. Just about every state has put a ballot initiative on their ballot. They've but voted for it, they've passed it, and they've expanded it. The hasn't then been the case since the beginning? Yes, but Tennessee... Most people want it. Yeah, Tennessee does not allow ballot initiatives. So right, really, but even, even with that, yeah. surveys show most people want it. Yeah, so you would think that and the representatives... Own, you would think that the representatives, representatives elected by them, by the people, would listen to their their constituents, but they're not. And they still go out and vote for them. And they still go out and vote for them. But not this time. In District 37, mm-hmm. they're going to vote for me. Well, I That's hope right. you're right. <laughs> uh, we have a text question for you, Mariah. Okay. What makes you a better choice for the District 37 House seat than your opponent? Excellent. So I actually fit the district better than my opponent. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, District 37 is um, really a it's a very diverse working class community where hardworking families are, you know, working every day to make ends meet, to make sure their kids can be taken care of, you know, and in the district, District 37 overall. That's who you see out there. You have hardworking families. Right. And my opponent really is not connected to the community. Unless you're a member of the country club, you know, <laughs> you okay. don't really know who he is. And right. um, and that's that's a problem. He he does not um, he does not really connect well with the the average 
person in the district. And so, you know, if the people want somebody who's going to represent their voice, um, they they want need to have somebody who knows their values and who shares their concerns. You know, my husband's unemployed right now because of COVID, right? My, sure. You know, I know what that feels like. Right. I have to work for health insurance because my husband doesn't have it. I right. know what that feels like to be kind right. of in a job because of health insurance. You know, I am a teacher. I work in the public school system. Most of our families in the state of Tennessee have children in the public school system. You know, we've lived paycheck to paycheck. We sure. do that. And that's what the people of the district are dealing with in this right. in this area. And especially now in a time of COVID, when um, more and more Tennesseans, more and more people in Rutherford County are kind of feeling that pull. And so we deserve to have a representative that truly represents them. And I do that better than my opponent. What um, what does this job pay? If I might ask, do you know? <laughs> it, I don't even know. <laughs> Is it like not, a Because you're not doing it for the money. Yeah, honestly, I think it's like eleven thousand dollars. I think it's I, really I was thinking, low. A month, a yeah. I was thinking no. fourteen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really a low. It's, it's a low amount. It, it's a low stipend. Yeah. Now, if you get on committees and things, yeah, you can get extra and bonuses and things. Bonuses yeah. and thing like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not something that people should be doing for the money. So th- it is interesting. I had a I was um, out actually talking to a voter. Uh, one day a couple weeks ago and he said well you know how come all these these uh, elected officials go in there with the right intention and then they come out you know millionaires and right. i was like i don't know i'm driving around you know a 12 year old car right <laughs> right now and i don't expect you know i hope that eventually i can get a better car make it home right i hope i can get to nashville and back in my car but um but no i mean we you know we we have, you know, I am doing this because I think we need systemic change in our state capital. And I think that that means we need to have people that that work for a living, you know, and work right. hard for a living yeah. up there working hard for the people of Tennessee. Get a little Not just a your, hobby. Get, right. a little, get a little grit under your fingernails. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You're not out here doing it for your health. I, <laughs> I'm doing it for everybody's health. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do. You said something important yeah. about knowing your constituents yeah. i was at the battlefield today yeah. i'm a big history buff yeah and I was t- i'm not gonna tell who it was but it was jim who works out there and he <laughs> he didn't mind me saying this but we got to talking and uh he said he's never spoken to the congressman he didn't even know who the well the congressman they've never spoken to i guess it's deja like yeah yeah but like when bart gordon was there did he like, say he had spoken to me because i actually uh, had him invited yes. to yeah but the thing is knowing your constituents is a big thing yeah well and he runs to get the, things done yeah because he's not spoken to this congressman and that is a national battlefield in his district the tourism dollars that come in there mm-hmm. you would think you know i hardly ever go by that place there's not cars oh there. yeah it's oh, yeah. a big you, you can drive through i'm sure and i haven't done it but i'm sure you may find tags from Oh, All today there yeah. were, yeah, yeah, I mean, Illinois, Ohio. People I mean, have their kids there taking notes and saying, so okay. I'm, a, I'm a big National Parks fan. Love it. And anytime mm-hmm. that I'm traveling, we, we take a lot of road trips to our family, right. and, and we always stop at the National Parks and um, was so thrilled to have one, you know, in my backyard. Right, right here. And have so, you ever been to the Yo's Mighty Mountains? <laughs> Yosemite. 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 I, I have actually. I'm my, sorry, I you, know, you know, it's funny Yosemite. actually. My, um, my, uh, um, my aunt, my, my stepmom's sister brother um they actually worked he was the uh they worked in yosemite for many years so i would actually vacation there over the summer it's it's one of those beautiful places old faithful i have been there as well 
I don't think that has anything to do with uh, District 37, no, but doesn't. I have been we, there. We, but I'm you know, sorry, I got a soft That's track. okay. That's okay. But you know, but <laughs> the fact that we have national parks and state parks, right. state park, you know, yeah, it, you sure. know, that's that's important, and those those need to continue to be funded. Uh, that funding was that was my next uh, moving. That uh, would segue into my next question. A lot of that funding has been cut, has it not? It has, and a lot of it has gone. Um, the state funding has gone to privatize privatizing the um, the state parks. I know there was a big move a couple of years ago at Fall Creek Falls to um, to privatize the um, uh, the camping and the um, hotel that was on right. the residents there. And um, it's such a shame because when you give our state property, some of our most beautiful property in the state, and you hand it over to a private industry. They're going to use it for yeah. their benefit and not for the benefit of the people. And one of the reasons we have state parks is to preserve that right. that land for sure. the citizens. Sure. Right. And um, the Fall Creek Falls, beautiful place up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you know, you have another park over uh, Franklin, over at Battlefield. A couple of Battlefield. Carter House. Yeah. Of, yeah mm-hmm. Battlefield over there. And, Bill, I'm sure you've been there yep. before. Uh, and these places don't just run on air and water yeah i mean it takes they have a staff there's a crew and upkeep park maintenance. Rangers, yeah. a lot of maintenance there yeah. at fencing and all that stuff and uh it costs money and yeah. i know you know well they farm that land somebody's making money well you know it's not it's not that many acres i mean yeah. and some and and you know going back to what jeff had said a moment ago was the tourism dollars you know right getting COVID under control will help to bring those natural tourism dollars right. in to help support those uh, those parks, and that's really important to do. Um, right. And because we do need need to preserve our history, we do. I, you know, I was a um, political science major at MTSU, but I was a history minor. I was too. And, yeah, I was just there for eight years. Oh. <laughs> I was there for nine. I was there for three, but no, you know, and I major, you know, well, double minor, got but a, no big deal. Finish your story. A, I didn't mean to interrupt okay, you. Okay, we've got a Miss Smarty Pants. She got out. In Who's your advisor? Who Who's your advisor? Front of uh, Lagenbach. I had Dr. Jack Turner from Appalachia. Did you know him? He was a trip. I don't think I did. Yeah. No. You mean we I went at a different time. Dr. Vandervoort? I was a... Oh, I do know him, yeah. I was a, an, an older, wiser learner. I went back in my 30s. So that's probably why I finished so quickly. You reckon, well, see, I started in my 20s. I ended in my... Th- I'm just well, I mean, I, maybe that's... But, I didn't never get an advisor. Maybe I just, I was just going to do it on my own. Maybe that's and, why I, it took you nine years. Yeah. Well, it? I never really... Oh, well. Dr. McPhee got, said, you know, uh, like a couple years ago, Ed, if you, if you, here's a card saying thanks for being... He got his out of a highlight magazine. Dalton, if you'll come in, I think we need to go to a break before I get into any deeper hot water. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't know you were a poli-sci major, I and was. I didn't know you were big into history, so that's, I that's am. cool. I am. I love we're it. We're going to go to our last series of breaks, and we're with Mariah Phillips. Mr. Murfreesboro, Bill Wilson is here with his bobblehead doll. Dalton Baird's on the board. I'm Evan Lee Rammer. We'll be back with you after our last few breaks here with Mariah Phillips. Stay with us, please. Welcome back to the Evan Lee Ray. Jim goes. Thanks for tuning in, and when you get ready to buy or sell real estate, give the Thomas Wilson team with parts a call at 615-406-5872. We've been in the real estate business for over 25 years and have helped over a 1,000 families with their real estate needs, and we'd love the opportunity to serve you and your families. This is Bill Wilson with the Thomas Wilson team at Parks here in Murfreesboro. Give us a call. We will not disappoint. 
curve them, crack them, or bend them, we can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Hello, everyone. It's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. I'm Leah, the Bond Girl and owner of Grumpy's Bail Bonds. Now serving 24 Middle Tennessee counties, sometimes bad things really do happen to good people. And if you find yourself in jail needing bail, Grumpy's Bail Bonds is here for you. We'll get you out of jail with the fastest, friendliest, most affordable service. I guarantee you'll be happy when you call Grumpy's, 877-GRUMPY'S, or go to my website at grumpysbailbonds.com. Welcome back to the Evan Lee Raymer Show with your host, Ed Raymer. Let's get back to the program. All right, and we are back. Mariah, you and Bill get over here and sit down and quit dancing like that. You're not teenagers and we're going to hurt your back, Mariah. Oh, not me. You're running I for love dance. I, I need to ask her a question. Didn't y'all re- recently move? Uh, it was a couple months, yeah, several months back we moved, and uh, we had a great realtor, t- realty team. Mer- Meredith. Yeah, Meredith was awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> she always answered my phone calls. She call. is awesome. fantastic, isn't she? Um, yeah, actually, we, uh, yeah. Um, we, we needed to get closer to Central because uh, um, with Isaiah being the only one still in school, being 13, he didn't have a driver's license yet, and we lived all the way across town, and it took so us now he 25 walks, minutes. No, now, well, he could if he was in school right now, but he's home, no, he's uh, distance learning. But yeah, actually, he would be riding his bike if uh, right. if he could. We, we we practiced the paths all summer, and then he's not even ready to go. I've got a text question for you. Uh, in the absence of Medicaid for all, what are the solutions do you have to help small business owners provide group insurance for their employees? Mm. Is there anything we can do at the state level to help with the issue? Mm, that's a really good question. So, um, group insurance is yeah. When very you're talking common. group insurance for employees, I mean yeah. for individuals, bad enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And group in group. I don't know what the minimums are to be honest for um, to be qualified in a group, um, but I do know there are there are options as individuals, and so um, you know what that's a really a really good that is a good question good question I, uh, and, yeah. and a thank solution you. that yeah thank you whoever, thank you sent, to whoever that. sent that because yeah. I, I don't know the answer to that but I think right. that, I think that we need to solve that because if um, if we don't change enough people in our state legislature we're not going to be able to expand Medicaid the governor could do it today if he wanted to with a stroke of a pen with a stroke of a pen and he doesn't want to and so I I find it very unlikely that he's going to want to in the next uh, you know three years but what is the reasoning they give for that he gives for it you know they they say you know economics reasons they're they're they don't want um 
you know, taxpayer dollars to go and pay for health care. But it's already there. It is already there. We're already paying it. We're paying it to the federal government. They were just going to be giving it back to us. But right. instead, that money is going to all the other states. And um, and so what people don't understand, the, the, the actual economic benefit of expanding Medicaid is that when we bring it back to our states, all the rest of us will have lower health care costs because right now we're already paying for the uninsured. Right. When somebody goes sure to the hospital and are. they, they yeah. become sick, the hospital's going to do everything they can to take care of them. And that is that has to be paid for somehow. And right. so that is paid through our rates being raised. And so all of us are already paying for it. So if we expanded Medicaid, what we would do is lower the cost for all of us and that we would all be able to get the, um, the health insurance that we need. We would have well, you know, well care checks more frequently. We would have well baby visits. And so we'd have healthier children, healthier adults. Wow. And it would lower uh, a lot of, the, um, a lot of the, the diseases that are right now being undetected. Right. Which, because people don't have health insurance to get it checked out. They're well, afraid here, to go because they're going to pay a fortune. Absolutely. Mariah, that tags along what you said. I had a good friend of ours, and ironically, we met one morning. We, my wife was there for a procedure, and so was he. Yeah. And uh, nothing major, all outpatient stuff. But you get there at like 6 in the morning, you know the routine and all this. And uh, two or three weeks later, I saw this fellow. I said, well, hope everything turned out okay i know you went in. oh yeah everything's fine routine checkups and all that you know when you get 50 here we go you know yeah. and and i've been into this now for i'm 62 so we've been into it for a while and uh he said you know i had the strangest thing he said sit out i'm gonna tell you something so you know said that procedure i asked that woman because he had his own health insurance yeah. now obviously his claims are going to affect his rates mm-hmm. okay Said, how much is this costing? And it was around it was around nine eighteen nineteen hundred dollars. Okay, to bill it through normal procedure. He said, let me ask you something. What if I just pay you for it? So you mean just just write a check or pay cash or whatever? He said, yeah. I said, about twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. He said, here, handed him charge card. Said, here, take it. Said, he said, me and wife can afford it. He said it's better than that. The next year, getting a bill from the insurance company, and they've jacked the rates up two hundred dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Now I don't know what happened after that. Yeah. And health insurance rates continue to skyrocket. These insurance companies and these executives continue to get richer. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. And I know that sounds like a bunch of us over here on the left, like you know we're beating the same old drum. But it's a fact. It's a fact. Those bonuses are, are, are enormous, some well, 10, 20, 30 million dollars a year. I have a friend who actually um, was out of state on vacation and um, had gotten sick and it was right at the beginning of COVID and so actually had to go to, you know, Sorry, the doctor I the phone, folks, <laughs> had I to go to the doctor and um, ended up um, having some minor, you know, issues that right. had to be dealt with and has health insurance. But because it was out of network, because he was in another state, he got a bill for $700. Wow. And so, you know, this isn't just a Tennessee issue. This is a federal issue, the problem with our, our health insurance. And um, so it's our health insurance companies are really, you know, raking us over the coals. And it's, they, they always change. figure out their angle to oh yeah to pick up their dollars now and what I, I was getting at about yeah. that was and what is what you were saying we're paying it anyway mm-hmm. what this man did was they bypassed uh in other words the hospital 
hey, you know, it's either we're going to build a, 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 the insurance company near two grand, or if you want to pay it, Mariah, we'll take twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. So we don't have to go through all, all the, the malarkey. Yeah. In other words, you walk out, procedure's done, you're paid in full. Yeah. Doc gets his money, it's right there in the bank already. One of the benefits you know. of, of uh, um, uh, uh, expanding Medicaid in the state, actually, and this goes back to the question a moment ago, is it would actually take remove some of the employer responsibility mm-hmm. from offering health care. Sure. I, I believe that it's not my employer's responsibility overall to provide me with my health care. And I, fa- I think it right. too many people yeah. get their jobs get tied to their health insurance and Gotta they're too it. afraid yeah. to leave. Right. Right. And so yeah. um, so if we can if we can do a better job of separating that through Medicaid <laughs> um, expansion, then I think that um, that that will be better overall for for the whole system. Right. Um, yeah. And and so We'll have less people tied to their employers um, where they don't want to be anymore <laughs> because of the health insurance that they simply can't leave, you know. Right. And um, so they'll they'll be more inclined to start businesses. They'll be more inclined would to be. go on. Yeah, we got into that trap years ago. Now, when my wife and I were younger, we carried our own health insurance. And when I say younger, I'm, like I said, about 62. <laughs> Back when we were in our 20s, things were a lot different A lot then. different then. You could cover a young couple in their 20s for, you know, Sixty, seventy dollars a month. Yeah, whatever you know, and uh, but uh, whatever it was, I don't know. Now, in the late mid to late eighties, is when these enormous sums started. This thing started piling up. Yeah, and man, we had some people heading for the. I mean, they were heading for the barn, man. Yeah, because this thing got totally out of control. Now that is something I know about because I was in the health insurance business. Okay, and finally, I, I, you know, I looked at my wife and I said, I think we're going to get out of this. Thing. Yeah, I got a question. Lack of regulation. Are we, are we going to have college football this year? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we are, but uh, I think a lot of colleges are trying to figure out who, who they're going to be playing. Well, I think we had our first game. Was it Friday night or yeah. Saturday? We had our first game. Uh, Middle uh, starts. Austin play, They go to Army and play at West Point. Well, that's good for them. Next weekend. Yeah. I think the colleges are having a hard time finding it. My, co- my daughter's college isn't even meeting for classes this year. They have decided to do complete distance Learning. Everything is distance learning mm-hmm. for her college, and she's a freshman in college, so that's unfortunate for her. But yeah, because she would like to have that oh, first. Lo- I'm sure she'd love it. She already yeah. had her first dorm year. room supplies oh, yeah. and all that. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, good stuff you uh-huh. do when you're a yeah, freshman in right. college. So. Yeah. Toga, toga. Hopefully not that. Hopefully not <laughs> I'm that. She's a good. Oh girl. no, me and Bill would be right there. Yes, oh, sir. I'm sure you would be. <laughs> not my. Your Sienna. name is Flounder. <laughs> Flound. Mr. Raymer, you have no great point average. Zero point zero. Dalton, get your head up, son. It ain't that bad. Come on. Be grateful, son. I'm sorry. Be grateful you got all this this experience and knowledge around you. Look at Mariah. She won't be back, Bill. We won't worry about her darling in our door. I'm getting a new realtor. Nine more weeks till the election. Bill who? (laughs) Meredith who? Uh, Where's your next... uh, I mean... Are, are, are you working now? I mean, how do you handle this? Because yeah, undoubtedly, so, you got a lot of good people helping you. Yeah, so, uh, so, so I, I am working full-time. I actually am at Starbucks um, as a manager at the okay. one on Old Fort Parkway. Um, I see that. Bill's rep- representing that there for me. Right. Um, but I also uh, have been working pretty much full-time on the campaign as well. I have a fantastic team that's helping. And so um, we're doing everything we can to uh, connect to voters. We have an event coming up um, if people feel safe. And like I said, you know, if you feel feel safe going in 
stop drinking that Sonic. You're sucking up all the, you know, making all kinds of weird noises online. <laughs> but, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, the, uh, we're having an event on September 8th at the Alley on Main. They're hosting oh. an event for us, and so it's going to be outside. And if you yeah. feel safe, we're going to do everything we can to um, follow CDC guidelines. Uh, masks are required, um, and we'll hand, have hand sanitizer and thermometers and everything. But you got um, 30 seconds. Make your final pitch. Hey, Thanks my name's for being Mar- here. Yeah, my name is Mariah Phillips, and I'm running for State House District 37. I'm working hard for the hardworking people, and I can't wait to represent you. Work hard for you in the State House. Thank you very much, Evan Lee Raymond. Mariah Thanks, Phillips. Mar- it's been good enough to be here. Bobblehead Bill Bill Wilson has been here. with Mr. Murfreesboro. Dalton, thank you. We'll get out of here. Stand by. Chris Hale is on for the replay for the 9 o'clock hour. Stay with us. We'll see you next week. I can't stand-